It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode, Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast, episode 164. Uh, we are, we're actually, we're about three, four months late on doing this particular podcast. Whoops. So uh, our apologies to both uh, Joe Brookhouse and Jason Squires. Apologies. Uh, for for being delayed and getting this up. But nevertheless, it is it is it was not a time-sensitive podcast. It was not about Christmas or New Year's. It's not about Easter. If it was, we'd be ahead of the game for Easter, but, you yeah. know. Which, by the way, Easter's coming up, man. I know, like, That's like six weeks, five weeks? Ridiculously close. Ah. Well, Lent, or Ash Wednesday was last week, so. So, boom. Yeah, so it's less than 40 days. I'd make ah. it 33 days from today, actually. Wow. Right? Yeah, five weeks. Isn't that about five weeks? Yeah, so. Uh, A little over. So, yeah. hopefully, A we're less. planning as worship leaders and pastors for Easter. To be honest, I've been thinking a lot about it, and I don't have an idea yet, so uh, I don't know what direction we're going to go, <laughs> but... We've been doing a few kind of Easter songs. Um, I actually, this Sunday, we're pulling out we're pulling out an old song that we did like five Easter's ago that we haven't done in a long time, and the irony is Joe actually referenced it in his um, interview with Jason Squires. It's the, uh, uh, the New My Life Savior Worship, lives. My Savior Lives. And I've been thinking about because you know we did it and and then it hung around for like a year and then we just stopped doing that song for some reason, you know for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. It's just you know you have to make room for new songs. And I was like, that's a really great song. We should do it again. So we're doing it this Sunday. Cool. Yeah, I still I still think there are far too few resurrection songs, and that we sing we focus on that far too little mm. as worship as a worship theme in our worship. I mean, we spend probably. What, 40, 45 weeks out of the year focusing on the cross? The cross I mean, and the blood yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. And Which we are won- all great things, yeah. all good stuff. But they're all meaningless without the resurrection. We need the resurrection. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Every now and then, like, uh, you know, on a non-Easter Sunday, I'll I'll bust out, you know, like a My Savior Lives type song, mm-hmm. you know, uh, My Redeemer Lives or it, whatever, like some throwback song. And... um. And and it's, it's always great because um you know it's not Easter but boy the truth is relevant mm-hmm. whether you're talking Easter Sunday or whether you're talking Christmas or whatever I mean right. it's 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 truth yeah and and Paul says right in First uh, Corinthians fifteen is that where it is first or second Corinthians fifteen where if it uh, where he's talking about the resurrection from the dead yeah and, and if uh, Jesus didn't rise from the dead then everything's meaningless yeah. 
which is very important. So anyway, so that's Easter. Yeah, Easter. But, but uh, our our good friend from Frequency FM, uh, Joe Brookhouse, uh, he was at the Christian Musicians Summit conference and uh, ran into Jason Squires, and um, uh, he was uh, Jason was kind kind enough to uh, sit down and take some time with Joe, and Joe was kind enough to. Uh, Represent to represent Worship Ministry Catalyst yeah. podcast and get an interview with Jason. And so, uh, on behalf of uh, WM Catalyst, uh, Joe Brookhouse from Frequency FM. Hey guys, this is Joe Brookhouse from Frequency, but I'm here actually on behalf of Worship Ministry Catalyst. I'm live at CMS Northwest, and I've uh, just asked a gentleman to sit down with me who I connected with. Last week, uh, when I was in Vermont, he's not from Vermont, but uh, Facebook is a wonderful thing. Um, Jason Squires, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thanks. It's good to be here. Now, uh, we were just talking about how the fact that most people in the world really don't know who you are. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, how you're involved in worship, maybe even why you're here at CMS Northwest. Absolutely. You know, I'm a worship leader and a songwriter, I'm traveling, leading worship at churches, I'm doing some songwriting also direct a conference uh, in Sacramento called the Worship Conference. Wow, okay. And yeah, it's got a lot of different a lot of different plates to spin, um, but I'm teaching this weekend here at the conference a couple different classes, and um, and then I'm leading worship this, uh, on Sunday in Olympia. All right, oh, cool. So yeah. you got something lined up just uh, south of here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, what classes are you teaching? Uh, I teach in four classes, actually. Wow. Um, one of them, uh, two of them I taught yesterday, two of them teaching today, but um, yesterday I taught a class on social media okay. boundaries in ministry. Oh, excellent. We yeah. should talk about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it, that class was coming from the idea that um, it's okay to disconnect in life and be home with your family, and um, and it's. I feel like smartphones and social media have created a 24-hour work cycle so yeah. that we no longer go to work and go home, but we're always on, and... Uh, and how that affects your family, especially being in ministry. Yeah. Well, and, and boundaries is, is a really good point because I mean, you can use that in a couple different ways. Right. Right. You know, boundaries in terms of what you choose to share, not just whether you share it all. Right. The, yeah, the first question I posed in the class was how public are you willing to be with your life? Right. And how, how, does, that, how does that play out? And um, also from the idea that if you're only sharing the good in your life, does that create a false sense of who you are to people that are watching? Oh wow, yeah, that's so, a very good point. Yeah, because if you're if people are only seeing the good, they kind of you kind of create a false sense of who you are as a person rather yeah. than showing who you are altogether. That really and it starts to build boundaries between you and other people in person. Right. You know, uh, I, I lead worship, and if I if I don't present who I am as a human with my failings and stuff then it, it happens with a lot of pastors and, and worship leaders where they feel like they can't share. Right. And, and that it makes kind of a brittle existence because when that starts to fall apart, I mean, you see pastors fall from grace all the time because they failed to really tell people how they're human and they start to protect themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think already people that are on stage get elevated on a, yeah. on a pedestal. And so... Quite literally. Right. Literally. Right. They get <laughs> a, a stage. Right. And so, to, you know, there's... That just kind of feeds that feeds that flame if you're not careful. Right. That's no, very important. Um, any, anything else from that class? If we're just like hitting some highlights totally. from it, yeah. no. I mean, um, it was for me. It was it was a great class because the people that were there, the looks on their faces were, I, I have I have it's like I gave them permission to go home. <laughs> and so right, you can see right. them go, oh, wow, I, I can actually be with my family and I don't have to take a picture of my plate of food and post it online and tell people what I'm eating for dinner. Right. Um, and 
so yeah, so they people walked out. I feel like like refreshed and ready to go home and kind of think through that. And yeah, that the second class I taught yesterday was on networking with worship pastors. Okay, and I ha- remember somebody talking about that as they came by the booth. Oh, yeah. awesome! And yeah. how, and how to do that in your community and um, building um, building time with worship pastors so that um, to kind of basically break down denominational walls and um, get people um, in the community talking to each other. Yeah. Let me give you an example from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Is because if I can pull something together, we just talk at social media, and then you talk in networking. Uh, I I fail miserably at networking locally with other worship leaders, mm-hmm. but I'm really good at networking with worship leaders who live nowhere near me. Right. right? So um, thank you I, to social media. Right right, right, right. I mean, like on Twitter, because I'm not really a Facebook person, but on Twitter, I mean, I've connected with worship leaders all, all over the world, and I feel like I have this really great community and great support. But then people will connect with me, like artists come into town and say, hey, can you help connect me with some churches in the area? And I'm like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. You know, and, and I realize that's a huge failing on my part because I don't really know the worship leaders in my area. I mean, I know, like, um, uh, David Lender who, and Kevin Cruz, who uh, are the Worship Ministry Catalyst hosts. Hi, guys. Um, I wish you guys would stop calling me. They know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but So I know those guys, but I don't know many of the other people. Right. And, and uh, it, you can feel isolated, and you can grow um, even more dependent on that social media and uh, scared of disconnecting because it feels like you're leaving behind that community, right? I, I don't know if that resonates with you at all. No, absolutely but. does. No, absolutely does. So um, what kind of, what do you, what are the ways you're encouraging people then uh, in that local network to get together? What, what are some of the practical um, ways? Just finding a time that's comfortable for people um, and, you know, if, whether it's a lunchtime thing and they get together and chat about life and ministry and um, how to lean on each other in the community, yeah. um, sharing resources and uh, helping helping to just kind of close those gaps that can exist, especially in small towns and, oh, and, yeah, how, yeah. and how that, um, how those people that do, you know, church, church hopping back and forth and um, it kind of, what we've seen, we've been doing these in Sacramento, kind of getting together with worship leaders and what we've seen is it's helped uh, churches um, it's helped churches kind of close the gossip train around town when right. um, you bounce to one church and someone can say, "No, that's actually not true." I know so and so at the other at the other church, and um, or like like I said before, just purely um, resource sharing. You know, a church does a Christmas a church does a Christmas set, and before they throw it away, they offer it up, and someone's like, "I would love to use that stuff," right? And then you're not buying it again. Um, we've seen churches. Um, like a church plant that didn't have a place to rehearse, and then a large church that says, you know, we we only use our sanctuary on Tuesday nights. Do you want to use it on Thursday night so you guys can rehearse right. and have a place? And for me, it's the church being the church. It's it's right a global know, church, right? A large, yeah. Whether you're Presbyterian or Baptist or you know from an AG background, it's it's it doesn't necessarily doesn't matter because we're all right. worshiping the same God. So no, I think that's a great point and something. I think people need to, to think about this, taking social media as a resource and using that locally. Right. Uh, one of the things that um, like Kevin and David do is they have the Clark County Worship Leaders group on Facebook, and they set awesome. up meetups, and they have conversations. Love it. And it's very active. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's a great example of what you sh- could and should be doing and reaching out to folks and creating a network that supports each other. Love hearing that. That's yeah, great. love it. Third class. Let's just um, run no, through absolutely. them. absolutely. Yeah. This morning, uh, I'm, actually, I'm teaching a class on... Um, leading your team by knowing how they learn. 
Oh, so yeah. there's three different learning styles between auditory, visual, and kinesthetic learners. Yeah. And when you're a worship leader, how do you how do you talk to your drummer who might be an auditory learner as opposed to how do you talk to your bass player who might be a kinesthetic learner? Right. And um, not getting frustrated when you send them the MP3, but just by hearing it, they don't learn it. They need to actually sit down and practice. Absolutely. And um, it's I've seen it uh, create unnecessary drama in uh, in, a, in a team. Yeah. Just because it's one of those things that's like the elephant in the room, or the the communication breaks down. And you, you can feel it during a rehearsal. Oh, absolutely. The tension goes up. The piano player is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And I go, I'm scared of my piano player. <laughs> Jane, I'm not talking about you. I know you're listening, Jane. It's just an example. Let it go. All right. Okay. Um, no, but I, yeah, I have a, um, I'm a very auditory learner and yeah. I found myself communicating that to my team. Like, Hey, I, 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 sh- I, I you, you've heard it. You should be able to play it. Right. And my bass player is like, it, and, and until she actually played it, she wasn't able to, um, she wasn't able to get it. And so she's like, you're a very kinesthetic learner. And yeah. And so it's not, it's, it's learning to not get frustrated with those, with, with those things. And see, I'm a kinesthetic learner as well. Okay. Uh, one of the things that's important for me as a kinesthetic learner, and I don't know if this is something you touch on in yeah. your class, no pun intended, right. but that um, I need a safe environment to try something mm-hmm. because, you know, I need to understand how it feels and I'm going to make some mistakes getting to the point where I know how it feels. So I have to have a safe enough environment in my worship practice that I can play around and go, ah, ah until I finally get it and not feel pressure from the rest of the worship team. Totally. To, why don't, why aren't you getting it? Because if you don't have those that solid trust relationship, then you'll just hide and, and right. wait till there's an opportunity to do that. And, and I often will go in my office at the church before everybody else, if there's something I'm struggling with, to practice because I don't want to be out in front of people making a mistake. Right. You know, right. but that's not because I don't feel safe at church. It's because I'm a, just who I am. Right. You know, but but I, I think that probably resonates with a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any particular struggles around that, like that you've had with your team? Um, I think it just. I mean, auditory learners are 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 as a smaller. It's a smaller subsection of 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 how people learn. Yeah. And so it was a learning curve for me because when it's who you are, it's just natural. Yeah. And um, and so it was that that's been my biggest struggle as a leader is um, learning that and then realizing how to communicate it. Yeah. And so I've I've had to find. Um, had to find ways, you know, ways around it, and it's getting to know your team um, differently, and not it's it's learning more about who they are as opposed to just X, Y, and Z. This is how I this is how you're supposed to lead a team. Yeah, um, it's not uh, connect the dots kind right. of stuff. It's uh, it's actually relational. Totally. All right. Right. And what's the last class you're teaching? Um, I'm teaching a class called Acoustic is not a bad word. Um, <laughs> okay. The uh, good because yeah, that's right? what I play. No, totally. Yeah. But the, the idea for me behind this class is um, you can have simple arrangements and still have energy. Oh, absolutely. And it's yeah. not, you don't necessarily need full production um, in order to pack the same energy that full production has. Um, and so you're, whether it's one person on a guitar or a couple guitars or a piano, like how do you arrange the song in order to make, in order to still drive energy home? Right. Because, um, I mean, a lot of small churches aren't, I'm, I say small churches in that they're not able to um, provide a full production set on a right. Sunday morning. Right, don't have the resources, and, and even if you did, it wouldn't necessarily be appreciated. Right. Yeah. And so, how do you how do you still how do you still drive that energy and not and not you know fall back and all that kind of stuff? So, I call that acoustic is not a bad word because I think 
sometimes acoustic gets a bad rap in the music world. Well, there, there was a trend for a while where it was kind of the bigger is better. Right. Right. I, I just spoke with uh, John Egan from New Life oh, in yeah. Colorado Springs, and he was talking about like when their uh, My Savior Lives album came out, right? It was about what's big. You know, you, you wanted to be like that Hillsong United kind of, woo, you know, big production stuff. And there's still churches, obviously, who have the big production, but it's scaling back now right. where people are, are getting more comfortable with the idea that it, it doesn't have to be a show. We can really focus on what worship is about. And totally. Like tomorrow, because I didn't get a chance to work, uh, rehearse with my team, I'm going to lead by myself with acoustic. Absolutely. And sometimes I love that because there's an intimacy there that is easier to, to access sometimes. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, I can't do a song uh, that's really upbeat and get the congregation clapping their hands and stuff. And, but you do have to be very thoughtful about what that arrangement is going to be because you don't want it to sound empty. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that's interesting. I, I, uh, uh, folks who are listening, um, you have no access to these because you're not here. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean like Jason's not There's accessible. Concept, right. Right. Um, well, the other thing you mentioned, and I, I wanted to make sure we had a chance to, to chat about, is the is your worship conference. Yeah. So uh, when, when does that happen? Tell me what happens there. And... Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing uh, we just finished this year's conference, um, and next year we're uh, looking at the end of September. Okay, and and that's in Sacramento area. Sacramento area, yeah. yeah. September twenty sixth, I believe, is next year. It's a Saturday, twenty fifth or twenty sixth. I don't remember the. It's too it's too far out to remember. What's the what's the date. website? And then yeah, we can get people to check the real dates. It's uh it's uh it's theworshipconference.com. Okay. Um and we're gonna be um we are in uh Sacramento. Uh, and our, our goal with this conference is to target target the small church. So we we have, we operate on three philosophies and um those three philosophies, the first one is it's locally taught. So Very we good. have a lot of clinicians that are from Northern California. Is it like um, Stacy Frenis? Yeah, she's actually, we're working on bringing her in this year. Awesome. Um, and, uh, the, oh, wait, let me, let me interrupt real quick. Yeah. For folks who are listening, because this is Worship Ministry Catalyst, you're going to have to go over to the Frequency Podcast, because we just interviewed Stacy Frenis. So if you're not following what we're talking about, just head over to Frequency.fm, shameless plug, and check out that interview with her, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Okay, back I, to you, I sir. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we're, so the first one is, like I said, it's locally taught. So we have um, local clinicians, and the idea behind that is that the conversation can exist more than just at the conference. Right. So it's going out to coffee, it's emailing, it's, it's connecting on a regional basis. Right. The second one is that it's, uh, we have a low price point, so we keep, we keep it between $30 and $40. Wow, yeah. Um, and our thought behind it is that we... Um, it allows the church to say, "Hey, I bought ten tickets and can bring my whole team." Absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, and you know, and then the the, the fourth, or sorry, the third concept, the third uh, philosophy there is, it's not it's non-commercial based, so we don't do sponsorships. Right. Um, and the reason behind that philosophy is that um, we're communicating to our the people that are attending, "Hey, we you have to operate within your budget." And right, you right. can't have a, a, a company sponsoring you on Sunday morning, so we don't do that. And we say we can, we, we can communicate that we're operating within our budget to put on this event. Um, right, you're say, showing good financial stewardship. Yeah, yeah. That's just how we, you know, every conference is different, but that's how we um, when we started. We just we set those those, those philosophies up to kind of run all of our all of our concepts through and if it doesn't fit there we, we don't we don't bring it in right so you start out with kind of a mission and then you uh you're going to come you're going to run everything through that correct. to ensure that you're like aligned correctly correct that's something that's actually important for we're doing that in my church currently awesome. right is making sure that you know why are we doing a harvest dinner 
our, you know, does that line up with our, 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 the missional purpose of our church, you know, reaching out, being the hands and feet? Because are we inviting people from outside the church to that? Or, you know, what's it serving? And just making sure that we check our hearts, but check it in an objective way. That's fine. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I love hearing that because... Sorry, so there's drums in the background of the wonderful heartbeat percussion guys. We just told them it's okay to play because our microphone setup works. So just, yes. just don't worry about that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But anyway, just the, the being good financial stewards is important. And we could have a whole conversation about um, what monetization means and uh, because people have different philosophies on is it okay to make money. And uh, I, I don't hear you demonizing that. Right. And I know you're not doing that. Right. But you are trying to model the good financial stewardship. Totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a, I work at a day job where, you know, it's in business to make money. Right. And, uh, and that Absolutely. pays for my family and stuff like that. Totally. Um, so I, I don't want you guys to get me wrong. David Lender and I have had conversations about monetization and where it fits and what's the appropriate way for that to work. So not to take this completely off the rails <laughs> with that, but it's, it's just something, uh, something we could talk about some other time. Absolutely. But um, what, what, what's coming up for you then, uh, just in terms of uh, next on not just your schedule here, but what, what are some other projects you're working on? Um, I, uh, I'm actually in the middle in the process right now of writing for a new, uh, a new project that I'm going to be recording next year. Excellent. Which I'm really excited about. This, is, uh, um, this will be the first project that I, I'm going to be co-writing quite a bit with some, um, some artists, um, cool. friends of mine, and uh, getting, getting that project. The goal is to have it released um, in the fall of, of 2016. Okay, and so we're we're we're, we're co-writing right now, and we're um, looking at recording early in, in the spring, late or spring or summer, um, just depending on scheduling, and then um, getting that released. You're gonna have to tell us. You're gonna have to let us know more when that's coming close, so we can touch base again on That'd that. That'd be awesome. Cool. Well, uh, last thing I want to ask you, just you know, because we're in almost at 20 minutes, which is the perfect length. Uh, but tell me about uh, like any music you're listening to that's feeding you, or uh, what things you're reading, or whatever. You know, what's what's feeding you as a, a consumer of arts? Yeah, we. Um, I I've been I've been really loving um, Chris McClarney's new album. Oh yeah. Everything and nothing less, and uh, that that's been on repeat for me just because it's a great. It's a great project. Just a real um, good down-to-earth guy, too. Yeah, right. True, right. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, it's. I've been, I've been really, I've been loving that project. And um, I just, I just started reading a, um, a new book called uh, "Creating Monsters." From oh, I've Keith, never heard of it. Uh, Keith Stansel. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's he. We just. I, I, I did an event with him a few weeks ago, and he, uh, great guy, great, great heart, and uh, he, he just wrote this new book about with the difference between the stage and the platform and how you um, why you have a platform and how do you use it oh very good and it's a it's a great book highly recommend it um, and I uh, but yeah that's, I've been reading that most recently alright so. uh, we'll look that up and we'll link to it so folks who are listening well I'm saying we'll link to it because it's not my podcast i got to remember that but uh, <laughs> maybe David and uh, Kevin will link to that uh, so that uh, folks who are interested in checking that book out can Absolutely. do so so man thank you for sitting down with me it's great to connect and uh, man, I hope you have a great conference ah, I appreciate it well 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 thank you very much uh, both Jason and Joe for, yeah. uh, for the interview and great stuff too yeah yeah um you had, you had mentioned before we started about uh, the the comment Joe kind of threw in there. I don't know if you if you want to reference back to that. <laughs> yeah, you know Joe's a funny guy, man. I, I like him. Uh, him and I went to the Christian Musician Summit uh, last year and and uh, had a great time hanging out at the booth. 
Um, but uh, yeah, at one point, if you heard in the uh, uh, in the interview, um, Joe's talking to uh, Jason about networking, and they're talking about uh, ways that people network. And you know, um, uh, Joe's like, "Yeah, I'm not really good networking locally. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm more good about networking yeah. with all the people I know around the world." Yeah, um, I, I know people in uh, in uh, Nashville and Atlanta really well. <laughs> but but he talked about um, what we do here uh, in Clark County, and and I've been pretty active in the Clark County Worship Leader Network. Uh, you know, we get together, we pray. Uh, you know, we we do some worship nights. We're actually this Friday uh, teaming up with um, Dennis Fuquay from Clark County Prayer Connect, and we're doing kind of a twenty four hour continuous prayer and praise starts Friday night and we're going to go all through the night uh, wow. and go until Saturday at 9 p.m. Wow. Um, you remember Zach Shute, who was mm-hmm. on the the uh, the episode. Um, Zach Shute is going to be leading the 1 to 3 a.m. set. Wow. Um, so go Zach. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm doing the opening set, the 7 to 9 set, but basically it's like kind of two-hour chunks. Um, there's like 12 different worship leaders mm-hmm. uh, over these two-hour chunks. Cool. Anyway, sorry. Um, point I'm making, though, is we're talking about networking and, and Joe kind of gives a shout out to us and, he, and he's like, hey, you know, the worship ministry catalyst guys are doing it. And then he's like, he throws in the the, the little inside joke. Yeah. He's like, I wish you guys would stop calling me, <laughs> uh, which if you've been a listener to the um, show, you know that we have this running gag with uh, Joe that um, we call him. Uh, and he pretends to be upset that we call him. Or at least we think it's a gag. Oh, I know, I know. But like, but we're not Maybe, really sure. Ooh, that's a good point. Because it, I mean, it comes up all the time. Because I've always assumed it's a gag. But yeah. you know what? He might just be that. He might just be that mad. He, he might just not like us. He might. I just mean, be it that might be one guy. of those relationships where, like, we really want to be his friend, but he wants nothing to do with us. <laughs> He's like, take a hint, you guys. I'm ignoring you on purpose. Yeah. Oh, funny. But um, Jason actually uh, is kind of working around the West Coast doing some worship leading. Actually, I think this week he's up in Eugene. He's from uh, down in California somewhere. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm not exactly uh, specific on the California location. But, but it is California. It is California. I remember <laughs> that. I remember seeing that on his bio, California. Um, but uh, he's also, I think, a, a a thing. If you're on the on the West Coast, you know, he's open to traveling around and putting together some trips to go lead worship with uh, worship bands and other churches and doing some of that stuff. So for our for our West Coast United States listeners, it'd be something to think about, especially if you're. You know, we've talked about um, the weeks the weeks before and after big services like Easter. It's the tendency as worship leaders is to kind of back off a little bit because you're putting a ton of energy into that big weekend in the middle. So it might be a great opportunity, especially that week after, to have somebody come from the outside. So you still have a a solid worship set that may not require a lot of yourself personally, since you've expended most of that in the week before that. But um, what were some of your thoughts on the? Yeah, you know he um, he was teaching some classes at the Christian Musician Summit, um, and one of the classes that really fascinated me, um, he he talked about um, knowing the way that your team learns, right? Because we all learn different. He talked, you know, there's the visual way, there's the auditory way, there's the kinesthetic way, and I thought that's such a great that's such a great reminder. You know, like um, he he Jason used the example. Hey, you know, I, I send a file, I send an MP3 or a file. You know, I'm like, hey, listen to this, and then you get to practice. 
why didn't you listen to it? And, you know, um, you know, and I, I've run into that myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, guys, come on, I'm sending you this. Just open it up and listen to it. But to remember, you know what? Some people, they need to just do it. Like, mm-hmm. they're kinesthetic. Like, I don't need to listen to it. I don't want to listen to it. That's not going to help me. What I need to do is just sit here and play it. And if I can play it or drum it or or, or feel it out, then I'm, I'm all in. I'm good, you know. And, and that was a great reminder for me. Yeah, and... Uh, didn't he also talk about different ages and what uh, people are are kind of used to different things at different ages? Or am I mixing? No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he said that. But that's a great point. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that might have been a conversation with uh, with someone else via Worship Ministry Catalyst. But um, that we were talking about in your monitors. It's coming back to me now, um, and trying to get people who have been playing on on uh, wedge monitors their whole lives to transition to in-ear monitors. And yeah, that's, man, that it's rough. Big it's, challenge. It's tough because, you know, you're using these in-ears and you're in this like little isolation mm-hmm. booth. It's, it's like your own personal little mini ISO booth and, and you're you're trying to figure out like what is going on around me. Yeah. It, it's it's really tough. And, um, you know, I... Uh, but I think it does tie in, you know, when, when we're working with people, uh, I think part of our role and responsibility is to try to, I mean, we try to lead them where we think the best place is to go. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, we're the chief servants, right? We're the ones who are there to serve them. Um, and so uh, it, it might mean more work for us. It might mean that we have to take more time building a relationship and getting to know someone so that we know how to lead them so we can figure out if they're, you know, if they're, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably kinesthetic and, and uh, auditory or, you know, I, I, I don't know. I listen to things and I remember them pretty well. So yeah, that's, that's kind of one of my, one of my things. And so, uh, but I, I can't just, I can't just force people into that because that's what I'm used to. I need to take the time to get to know somebody and lead them within, uh, within what, what their natural bent is because that's my job to serve them. Same thing. I think with in your monitors and really any other issue, I used to be real staunch on trying to get people to use in your monitors. But in the end, it came down to me later. If they're just the most, if that's what makes them, if they're going to be totally uncomfortable and out of their element, but because I'm forcing them to put something in their ears that they don't know how to use and they don't know how to mix well, and they don't know how to do all these things, it's going to give them a good experience then let's just focus on giving them a wedge and making sure it's quiet enough that it's not, you know, bleeding into microphones and things like that. I mean, it is possible to do that. We yeah. we use that as an excuse to get away from wedge monitors because we wanted to control stage volume. But if you got one up there, it's not really that big of a deal. And they're, if, they, if they're getting out of using uh, in-ear monitors, they're going to be a little bit more flexible on on what they get in their wedge monitor monitor because it's just going to be so much more enjoyable for them. They'll be willing to, you know, you can turn it down a little bit and they'll still be okay. Yep. You know, but, uh, Oh, and one final thought, um, that interview that Joe did with, uh, Jason, they talked at the end there about kind of, um, you know, what is the vision of the church and, uh, understanding your church's vision. And then, you know, does it quote unquote, uh, line up with the vision of the church and I think that was in the context of uh, Joe was talking about, you know, um, uh, you know, there, there, there was a number of years ago, kind of that vibe, you know, bigger is better, and you know, big production. I think he was referencing New Life Worship and the uh, the album uh, My Savior Lives. Uh, you know, again, great song. Uh, Going to do it on Sunday, <laughs> but um, 
But, you know, there's been a shift, I think, in the last couple years. You know, let's not do the big giant thing. Let's do the, the chapel vibe. Let's do the right. acoustic vibe. And the, the ultimate thing is you got to understand your church. What is the vision of your church? You know, who are you as a church? And, uh, you know, does it line up with that? You know, are, are, are you guys about seeking the lost and reaching the lost? Are, are you about making disciples? You know, who are you? Um, so I, I thought, you know, really good stuff. Great reminder. Uh, it was neat hearing um, uh, Joe and Jason um, Sharon, and it was also great hearing the heartbeat percussion guys bang, getting ready to say banging the cymbals, right? That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. Uh, hey, at least they sounded all right. I mean, you could definitely hear the cymbals. Heartbeat cymbals were good, man. So, uh, if you're looking for cymbals, try heartbeat. Try heartbeat. Yeah, that was an unsolicited plug for heartbeat cymbals. <laughs> by the way, yeah, uh, go check them out. No, we're not we're not wearing heartbeat t-shirts or anything like no. that. But um, I did want to give Jason's information just real quick so that uh, listeners can go track him down. He's on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Jason Squires, S-Q-U-I-R-E-S Music. His website is www.jsmusic.net. Um, and uh, he's got his email, which is, uh, I don't know if he wants me to give that out. So if he wants if he wants that out, then, uh, then you can uh, go ask for it on his website, jsmusic.net. But uh, Facebook could be a great place to go get in touch with him so that uh, you can start building a relationship. Good guy. Um, at least he sounds like a good guy. I can't, I didn't meet him in person, but he seemed like a good guy on the Yeah, on really, the really appreciated his thoughts. And, and uh, uh, thank you, Joe, for the, uh, the interview with him. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You can find us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, catalyst, I almost did it again, <laughs> uh, and twitter.com slash wmcatalyst, and then uh, we'd love it if you would uh, take the time to go leave a review on iTunes and uh, let, let people know how this podcast is helping you as a worship leader and worship team member in different parts of the world. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. <laughs>